Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do I look bedraggled? No. A bit bedraggled. You've been polite, aren't you? You want me to say yes? Your hair was very wet when I when I saw you, so okay, yes. <laughs> I got caught in the rain. Yeah. I went out earlier today and I thought it's a short sleeve shirt day. Mm. And then it turned out it was wrong. And the rain got torrential and I was outside in it and, and I, I, I got drenched. And it felt very, very embarrassing to me. Why does it feel embarrassing getting wet? <laughs> so when, so then when I got on the bus, mm. I thought I looked like a real amateur um, that I'd left the house without a raincoat. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to go into a cafe or a pub in case somebody made a joke like, oh, wet enough for you. <laughs> Which I'm sure someone yeah. would have done. Yeah. Why, why should it be embarrassing that I, I just didn't have a coat with me or an I, umbrella? I don't know. I mean, if your clothes are really clinging to you and they're maybe slightly see-through, that, that would be un- understandable. But yeah, it shouldn't be embarrassing. Are you fine just walking around like bold as brass if you wet through? I'm just trying. I'm, I'm a bit quiet because I'm trying to imagine how I feel because I don't know if I do feel embarrassed. I'm just trying to imagine Interesting. it. Interesting. If, it, if, it, if it was nothing that was going to make my clothes look clingy or see-through... I just would feel. I just would feel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I suppose you do feel a bit like a bit amateur. It's amateur, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amateur at life. Yeah. I tell you what else I was thinking about makes you look like an amateur. Mm. If you're ever on the top deck of a bus and you show any kind of surprise if the bus whacks into a train, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to pretend like it isn't happening. Yeah, yeah. Totally ignore it. Yeah. I thought that would be quite a good um, thing to ask people to email in with. Mm. Things that make you look amateur. Oh, okay. They'd love that. Yeah. Why should, why should that make you look amateur? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And who it's cares? It's a surprising thing. Who cares? I know you've said before, standing up on a bus or a train too soon before the stop. Yeah, yeah. Pre- on the tube, pressing the button that says press here because you don't have to press it. Yes, yes. Walking down a street where they're in a city where they're doing some filming and looking at them. You have to pretend <laughs> that you like see this kind of thing. Happening. You have to pretend that you see it yeah. all the time. It's no big deal. You're not looking to see if there's a celebrity. Yes, there. yeah. You're totally blase about yeah, it. That's, yeah, that's yeah. amateur to look. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, let's, uh, let's see if we get any more of those. Email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. I am. Um, I saw, saw an old colleague this afternoon. It was really lovely to to catch up with him, except for the fact that 
for the first half of the conversation, I was only, <laughs> excuse me, semi-focused on what he was saying because I was desperately trying to remember the name of his wife. Okay. And then I remembered it and I spent the rest of the conversation overusing it to the extent that I think I just seemed weird. Right. So you'd be this person mm-hmm. telling me about something. What? Your summer, your summer holiday. Okay, so we went to uh, Greece this year. There was a lovely taverna. The guy in there was very... How's Anne, by the way? Yeah, she's fine. I mean, it's like the name came <laughs> into my head like that and I just had to get it out. Oh, okay. Yeah. And did Anna have a good summer? Right. What did Anne eat at the taverna? Yeah, I was like, I kept saying Anne. And then, make sure you give my regards to Anne. <laughs> oh dear. Love to Anne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bit much. To overcompensate for not having used it in the first half of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so that that was that. And then the other thing I was going to tell you about was we went away for the weekend. Describing it as a country hotel is is a bit of a stretch. It's the the M twenty five motorway was audible from where we were staying. Okay, but it was green. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that 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 will do, and um, we took an enormous suitcase. We were only gone for two days, but we took an enormous suitcase because it's me, Sarah, and Jean, and we consolidated. Mm-hmm. And our room was on the first floor, so rather than drag an enormous suitcase upstairs, there's a little lift with carpeted walls. Is that something you only see in a lift? A carpeted wall. That and a sound studio, yeah. Yes. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Hmm, I wonder, I wonder why. why. Yeah. I get the sound studio. Why yes. Do I lift? Don't I? Egg boxes as well. You never see egg boxes in a lift, only in a sound studio, but <laughs> you do see carpet in a sound studio. Yeah, weird. Do you remember once, um, <laughs> excuse me, the place we used to work was doing some refurbishing and, and Paul Weller was in playing a session and they were throwing away loads of soundproof tiles and he phoned his dad and they came with a van and took them off. All the way for Paul Weller's studio. Wow. Yeah, that's a weird one. Um, Anyway, so the point is to get a big suitcase upstairs, you have to go in the lift. Except when it was time to leave, the lift wasn't working. Okay. So I I then had to say to Sarah, oh, I'll I'll carry it downstairs. Mm. Because I didn't want to. Mm. But it's it's the done thing, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can't let my wife struggle with a big suitcase. No. But she absolutely insisted. I had some tote bags and things in my rucksack. And, and she said, uh, no, no, I'll, I'll carry it. I said, no, no, I'll carry it. What if somebody sees? She goes, no, absolutely not. I'll carry it down the stairs. You've got enough on your, in, your, in your hands. We started carrying it down the flight of the stairs. As we're doing so, a male hotel employee comes up and says to her, oh, would you like a hand with that suitcase? Guess what she says? What? Yes, please. Oh. Why would she say that? <laughs> because that makes it look like she needs help with the suitcase yeah, yeah, yeah. and I've chosen not to help her. That makes you look terrible. It does make me look it terrible. It does, it does. She should have struggled with it. She should have done so. No, no, I'm only doing it for the exercise. <laughs> I want to build up my upper arm strength. Exactly. She should have said that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I said. I said, no, she needs to exercise. <laughs> she needs to build her upper arm strength. That made you look much better. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's open the lid of our email inbox and see what the drifters have filled it with this week. Jolaine has a fictional drifter for us. She writes, one of the best fictional drifters to grace our screens has to be Chandler Bing of Friends. 
It seems every episode he deals with some drift situation, such as not correcting a co-worker when mistaken for Toby and another colleague, or the time he tried to unsubscribe from a gym membership he never used by cutting them off at the source, i.e. the bank, only to end up with a joint checking account between him and his friend Ross. But my all-time favourite drifter moment is when he flies to Yemen to avoid breaking up with his girlfriend Janice. <laughs> These are just the tip of the iceberg of the situations he has to endure in this series as a drifter. See, I've never seen a full episode of Friends. No. Yeah. I've only seen a few, but um, never seen any. That's in, well, a full one. That's impressive. I've, I've seen bits of it and I can wow. tell. It's good. I mean, I've, I haven't seen many. No, but, it's good. but I, can, I can tell it's good. But hmm. um, like, I think I've, I've switched it on too many times where somebody's hugging somebody else and they're, um, they're making up or learning a lesson Mm-mm. and I struggle with that kind of thing. I don't remember Chandler being such a drifter so I feel like I want to rewatch it now. I, I, my impression of him, this is, um, what's his face, isn't it? Not Matthew the White, Matthew... Matthew um, Perry. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's, he's kind of sardonic and wisecracking. Mm, mm. But, I mean, th- those are definite drifterish tendencies. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I'll have to rewatch. Okay, this is from Janet. I also think the theme music's a bit harsh. Why? Where the, the guy is singing that your job's a joke and you're broke and your love life is DOA, I thought. Oh. That's not, that's not so nice. It isn't so nice. No. You don't want to hear that from a friend. It's true. But... You want a friend to lie to you about <laughs> how everything's fine. <laughs> okay, Janet. Yeah. We own a golden Labrador called Angel. She truly lives up to her name. We got her when my youngest was two and he regularly tripped over her or stepped on her tail and she just looked to him indulgently. Maybe helped by the fact that he fed her an entire box of bonios when I was out of the room one day. (laughs) Anyway, I'd heard about pets as therapy and thought she'd be great as a therapy dog. They go into hospitals, schools or even help people who've been through a trauma. She duly passed her assessment and we went into the local primary school where she was a reading dog. Children who lacked self-confidence had a session with her every week where they cuddled her and read to her. Being a Labrador, she loved going into school as they were always dropping crisps and bits of sandwiches that she swooped upon and everyone knew her and made a fuss of her. News duly spread. She was even on TV on our local news. Wow. I was asked if she'd come into a local nursery school so they could meet her. No problem. In we went. She again enjoyed all the attention and I chatted to the children about their pets. Home time came and the children lined up to go home. I was chatting to them while Angel lay on a mat waiting for me. Except she'd ventured off her mat on the hunt for any dropped food. What she found were pictures the children had made with glitter and glued on Cheerios. In that short couple of minutes, Angel had used those tiny front dog teeth to scrape off as many Cheerios as she could. And she was merrily crunching through glitter, glue and Cheerios. The scene was chaos, pictures ruined and slobbered upon into the bargain. I looked around in a panic. The nursery teachers were all engaged chatting to parents. I hauled Angel away from the crime scene, made my excuses about having to be somewhere and legged it out of there. I suppose at least it was one less picture that would have to be put up at home. (laughs) And this is from Sarah. Oh, by the way, this features me speaking some French. Wonderful. Sarah did very, very helpfully record the French for me to help. Ah. I listened to it earlier, probably forgotten it now. Let's see how this goes. (laughs) I'd like to tell you about a driftery interaction I had. The twist, I was not the main drifter. It was a rare drifter encounter in the wild. I'd love to hear more of these. She got outdrifters. Yes. Have you ever been outdrifted? Yes, yes. Outdrifted. 
I was living in Quebec at the time and had to go to the dollar store to buy some tennis balls. I didn't need the ball to play tennis. The last time I held a tennis racket was in PE nearly 20 years ago and I couldn't believe how heavy it was and that people swung it around like it weighed nothing. I needed tennis balls because the physiotherapist told me that I needed to massage my own back and shoulder with a tennis ball against the wall. At the shop, I found some tennis balls meant for tennis and some other ones meant for playing with a dog. I wanted to buy the cheapest ones because both served my purpose. However, the price wasn't marked. This meant I had to actually talk to an employee in French. In my panic at having having to talk to a fellow human, I forgot how you're supposed to say, what is the price, please, in French. Instead, I tried to translate badly word for word in English and I asked, Qu'est-ce que c'est le prix, s'il vous plaît? I should have said, combien ça coûte, s'il vous plaît? Completely different words. Now, Francophile people do not understand French if you put the emphasis in slightly the wrong place. So this guy was completely flummoxed by what I just asked. Additionally, he seemed like a very shy sort of guy and was himself quite unhappy to be having a conversation with a stranger. He said, ça c'est, c'est, ce sont des balles de penis. Literally seconds passed in complete <laughs> silence while the cogs in my head whirred and I figured out what had happened. He thought that I'd picked up a tube of tennis balls from a shelf, walked up to him and asked him to tell me what they were. He wanted to tell me they were tennis balls, but in his confusion, he had a slip of the tongue and said they were penis balls. <laughs> penis and tennis are pronounced almost exactly the same in French. At that moment, all I felt was pure relief that he had just said something that was vastly more embarrassing than whatever I had just said. I tried to think of what to do to make it less awful for him, but I couldn't think of anything. All I could think of was my pure elation and relief that the reason that the conversation was painful was not because of me anymore. (laughs) The rest is a bit of a blur by memory. He mumbled an apology several times and said something about being tired. I pretended that he had not just said the word penis. Somehow, I communicated that I wanted to know the price, and as soon as he told me, I swung round to put the more expensive ones back on the shelf. We both looked at the floor the whole time. (laughs) I then pretended to look at some other things in the furthest section of the shop to wait for the other counter to clear up so I could go there (laughs) to pay and leave. I'll tell you what else, as well as being outdrifted, multilingual drifting is uh is good as well isn't it mm-hmm. mistakes made i mean in this case it was by by um i know was it you know you were ultimately culpable for this i think <laughs> but, um, um years ago i went to see a swedish band at a small venue in london mm. and as i left the venue to go and get my bus home I walked past the fire escape, which must have been close to the stage door, and I saw the lead singer, who had obviously got himself so hot and sweaty that he'd taken his shirt out. So he was standing outside on a London night at about 11 o'clock, shirtless. Right. I didn't want to go over and say I really enjoyed the concert, but I thought maybe I'll just shout something as I I walked past Mm. to let them know I enjoyed it. Mm. And then I had thought... Why don't I shout something in Swedish? Nice. So I crossed the road, and as I passed him on the other side of the road, I shouted out, Jettebra! Which means very good. Okay. In Swedish. He instantly looked insulted and shouted back, <laughs> You get a bra, <laughs> asshole! <laughs> <laughs> oh, get a bra. Get a 
bra, mate. <laughs> like you're the type of person to do that. Jätte bra. Jätte Did you? Yeah, anyway, you explain. Yeah, okay, yeah, just yeah, yeah. But um, oh, that's so, so that's mine. Okay, great. Um, so yeah, multilingual drifting and uh, and uh, we have been out drifted <laughs> as well as all the uh, all the usual. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle? Yes. Are you ready to provide us with another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult? Yes. So my son started school this week. All fine for him so far. And I'm not in the reception class parents WhatsApp group yet. So pretty much all fine for me. Great. <laughs> are you in it? I'm not on WhatsApp. Oh, yeah, of course So I know not. that this happens and Sarah will report back some of the insanity or salient information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am... Um, oh, very good. Yeah, I'm, very I'm involved. Good. So the week before he started, they had two what they call stay and plays. Did they have this at your school? I, I can't remember because it was... A long time you know, ago. Lo- yeah. Well, it's not that it's long. To, I mean, it's a couple of years, but mm. the, the, it was not long after the first lockdown and the all kinds uh, of restrictions and yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as a complete novice to this, I took the stay the stay and play very literally and that I expected to stay with him in the classroom which I thought would be okay is because yes it was going to be an hour but with lots of distractions I could get away with just a few asides to other parents there'd be things to look at you know distractions as it was my son wanted his dad to take him to the first one I didn't think much about this like why he might have this preference I was just glad that Tom would be the one to see how it all worked and then report back as I was going to do the second one so Tom got back and said I didn't go in the classroom. All the parents were seated outside on chairs and made small talk for an hour. Oh, my God. Tom was fine with this. Of course he was. You dodged, you dodged a bullet. <laughs> he was fine Tom with would this. be in his element. He, he, he spoke to him. It wouldn't occur to him that there was anything strange about it. He told me about all the parents he met, all the different parents, all their children, lots of information. I can barely concentrate on what he's saying because I know I've got to do this tomorrow. <laughs> and yes, I can mentally prepare myself, but I've also got 24 hours of dread. But I am psyching myself up and telling myself it'll be fine. The next morning, my son tells me he doesn't want me to go to the stay and play with him. He wants his daddy to do it again. Now, curiosity gets the better of me, even though I know I won't like the answer. So I ask him why. And he won't say at first. So I put him in a headlock. Not really. (laughs) Far worse. I keep pushing him in a really needy and damaging way. (laughs) And eventually says... Make him responsible for your feelings. (laughs) Yeah. Eventually says, it's because daddy will talk to the other parents. He knows. He knows already he might have heard me saying it, like when he was watching TV. (laughs) But I can't have him knowing this. So I tell him I can't wait to talk to the other parents. I'm desperate to go. So I do. And you know what? It's all right. It's fine. I do just talk to only one other mum, someone I knew from when I did pregnancy yoga five years ago. And I am a bit worried that I just anxiously talked at her for an hour because I feared that any break in conversation would mean I have to start up again with someone else I didn't know. And the reason I worried about this is because she had a baby with her who slept throughout our whole conversation, even though she said that the baby didn't usually sleep during the day. And when I finally stopped talking because the teacher came out to say something, the baby woke up. And afterwards, I said to this woman as a joke, oh, she's woken up. It must have been the sound of my voice droning on that kept her asleep. And the mum laughed and went, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine you filibustering like that. What did you say? Oh uh, well, I just, I just, yeah, just witted on and on and I on can't and imagine on, it. on and on. I've known you for twenty years, and I'd, I'd, more than, and I'd, I can't yeah. imagine what you droning on would sound like yeah. sober. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I Were was, you drunk? I was, so, I was totally sober. Two good things, though. They added parents to the class WhatsApp group in the first day in play, and Tom didn't want to do it, so I'm not on it yet. And I was telling a friend about this because her twins are also starting school this year, different school, and she said they don't have a stay and play. Instead, the teacher and the teaching assistant come round to your house for an hour. What? They play with the children and talk to you. And this to me is so much worse because then they'd be judging my home and I'd have to delay him starting school by at least a year so I could get <laughs> the cleaning of it like done in time. Anyway, I'm doing... I'm enjoying all this precious time before I feel obliged to join the reception WhatsApp group. (laughs) It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. of things one is the lunch i went for with my wife yesterday the other one is a little dilemma that i have at the moment which would you like first uh dilemma dilemma is this i have some friends mm-hmm. uh, i should say we have some friends mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're couple friends sadly they are in the midst of a divorce oh, i'm sorry to hear that and um i am straining as I do in this situation to be completely neutral. I pride myself on my ability to to be neutral and not take sides. Mm-hmm. Now, onto the dilemma bit. Mm-hmm. The 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 guy, his mama's around a lot at the moment. The reason being that this couple has kids and the mama's come down from where she lives to help out with childcare. Mm-hmm. So I've I've met his mum for the first time mm-hmm. a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And immediately I was struck by how much she puts me in mind of the late Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> wow. Really? Wow. Right. So here comes the dilemma. Yeah. I am desperate to say this to somebody who also knows her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't say it to Sarah. Because she doesn't know who Bruce Forsyth is. Oh, okay. she's American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't say it to him nope. because you can't say, you know, your mum really reminds me of Bruce Forsyth. Definitely not. And I can't say it to the estranged wife mm. because I think she'll blurt it out because it's not it's it's a little bit acrimonious. Right. And I think in a in a in a heated moment. Oh yeah, yeah. She yeah, might yeah, say yeah. Jeff thinks, which yeah. would compromise my neutrality. Oh no. But it's driving me insane. You're desperate to the tell So yeah. desperate. Oh, no. And we don't have any mutual friends mm. with this couple. Oh no. So it's not like anybody I know outside of that orbit is is going to meet this mother-in-law or this mother and think, yes, yeah, she is like Bruce Forsyth. That's very funny, Jeff. And I would get all the credit for noticing <laughs> this thing. What can I do? Befriend a cousin, like track a cousin down on Facebook, try, like, make friends of them in some surreptitious well, way. Well, I have met one of 
her siblings, not the mother-in-law's siblings, but mm. the siblings of the wife. Mm. But I think if I if I said it to the sibling, it might then get repeated yeah, and, and still used uh, used as ammunition at some point. It needs to be a, a friend, doesn't it? How, oh. can, how can I make it? After we finish recording the podcast, how would you feel about going round there? So there. <laughs> There's nothing I can do, is there? One the solution is make Sarah watch several episodes <laughs> of... Um, what did he used to do? Generation game. Generation game. Make her watch back to back. Do you not think a familiarity games? of and uh, familiarity with and uh, an, an, an appreciation of Bruce Forsyth is something you have to acquire over a number of years? Yeah, yeah. ideally thirty. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's that's sorry. It's awful. It is awful. Sorry. Yeah. I want them to get back together. Oh, so that I can say to her. Mm. You know, yeah, your mother and oh, that might that might cause another separation. Yeah, you're gonna have to keep it yourself. Oh, Sorry, it's so good though. It's so. I think it's one of those things that it wouldn't occur to somebody, and then I'd say it, and they would never ever be able to see her the same way mm, again. Mm. Oh, it's so frustrating. Okay, went for lunch with Sarah yesterday mm-hmm. to a vegan Chinese restaurant. Oh, nice! Very good. We often get delivery food from there, so we have a familiarity with the menu. Yesterday, because we were eating in, which we've rarely done, we both agreed we were going to go off-piste and not have one of the same dishes that we always have. Oh, okay. So we spend time mm-hmm. pouring over the menu. We make our selection. The waitress comes over. Sarah says what she wants. I then say what I want. The waitress pulls a face and says, hmm, no, that doesn't... Are you sharing this food? We're going to try each other's. Yeah, what what you've chosen doesn't go with what she's chosen. Oh, I've never had that happen to me. You've been criticised for your selection. Yes. Wow. So, so I think there's a type of person out there who would say, "Oh, thank you for that, but I'm I'm really keen to try it anyway." Yeah. I'm not that person. Right. So I then start changing my order <laughs> based on what she's suggesting, even mm. though what she's suggesting doesn't sound as appealing oh, to me. No. Sarah clocks what's going on and um, and tries to intervene. She says, actually, um, thank you for your advice, but uh, I, th- I think we will stick with uh, with um, what we what we said originally. To which the woman says, no, I, th- I think you should you shouldn't do that. Uh, they, these, <laughs> this doesn't go together. Um, what about you? You have what I suggest, and if you don't like it, then. Um, I'll bring you the other dish free of charge. Oh, what, like you're going to do that? Exactly. So we end up ordering her suggestion. And? It was fine. But, you know, I I would have preferred what I was ordering. Sarah actively didn't like it. Oh, no. And and she didn't then say, I'm not so keen. Can we have the other thing free? (laughs) No, you can't do that. No. What thing's going on there then? That's terrible. Isn't it? I've never heard of that happening before, ever. So you can, sometimes people will say, those those two things are a bit similar. I'd go for something else if I were you. But she was so forceful. Wow. I really admire it. Mm. To you. <laughs> and then Sarah had got um, a pot of tea, mm. um, you know, which comes with a, a small cup, as is the way in some Chinese restaurants. Mm-hmm. And she had about one cup of it, and this pot probably had four or five cups worth of tea in it. Mm. So when she asked for the bill, she said, oh, could we also get another cup so you can have some of my tea? Mm. The bill came. No. 
we were charged for £3 for the original pot of tea. No. And £3 for a second. But you didn't have the second, you had a cup. Well, so Sarah then, because I would have just paid it because I don't like questioning a bill, unless it's, mm, there's an amount of money and, mm. and, and, and uh, I'll swallow the £3 to avoid yeah. the awkwardness. Um, and, and Sarah said, oh, can I just say you've charged us twice for the tea um, and I only uh, asked, asked for a cup so he could finish off what was left in the, in the pot. And she says, oh, it's per person. Oh, no. That's yeah. terrible. You know, you should you should have shared the cup. I know. That's terrible. Isn't so, it? And she should have told you. Yeah. I'm so angry about it. I'm more angry about this. That's so bad. Than, the, than yes. having the food pushed yes. on us. Yes. That's yeah. so bad. Anyway, five stars. We're going to <laughs> definitely go back. <laughs> food is that good, though. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Quandary Corner at the Glatt Clinic here in Problematic. Oh, first one's from Ian. This is part three of his mobile phone dilemmas. This yes. is the last one. My- Did we started badly and then was it a bit better last week or have I I think we that? improved, yeah, we yeah. improved. Let's see if we can go out on a high. <laughs> My previous boss had a habit of leaving her phone on the desk while she was elsewhere in the building and very often the phone would loudly ring in her absence. What, please, is the correct way to ask such a person to either take the phone with them or put it on silent? It's really annoying when someone does that. The 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 fact that it's a boss makes it more complicated. Much more complicated. There's a hierarchy at play here, isn't there? What has happened to me before, and I was most put out, somebody when they didn't just put my phone on silent, they turned my phone off. And when I got back to my desk, I was like, why is my phone off? They went, oh, we kept ringing. So we can't just put it on silent. It's like, mm, didn't know how to. It's an iPhone call she did. That happened to me once at work. And did you ever... Leave your desk phone on the desk after that. No, <laughs> so it worked, but it was I was I was I still remember it. I'm a bit put out about it still. Would they, Ian, know it was you? Could could there be multiple suspects for the person who turned the phone off? Oh, because we've just got proof, even though it annoyed you, mm. that that works. It does work, and if they haven't got a fingerprint kit, then you're pretty much yeah. safe. Yeah. yeah, that's an option. Yeah, putting a cushion over it, same thing. I mean, a lot of these quandaries I do feel could be solved with a poison pen letter. <laughs> Cutting Most. letters out of newspapers Most. and stuff. But um, You could put it in a drawer and when she comes back, say, oh, sorry, I was on a phone call and it, it kept distracting me. You could make yes. it out. It was just yes. it was ruining your work. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do that a couple of times as if it's never happened before mm. and hopefully she'll get the message. Yeah. Okay. These are all suggestions pour water on it by it and say it's an accident no that's too much but no that doesn't solve anything no it doesn't because she thinks it's an accident yes no, that doesn't yeah work at yeah all. yeah the, the the letting her know that her phone is annoying in yeah. a passive aggressive way is yeah. the way to go here yeah, yeah 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 okay good right and then this is from regal empress rosie i have a quandary to submit for your consideration it's toilet based but nothing too likely to offend the squeamish in my office's toilets, there are three cubicles in a row. One day I'd gone into the first cubicle and realised there was no toilet paper. Unfortunately, I realised too late and was already mid-flow. Obviously, this is an age-old quandary in itself. Traffic in these toilets is thankfully quite slow and thankfully I was wearing a skirt. I opted for a shake, pulling out my pants and tights most of the way and pulling my skirt down so I looked fully dressed before making an undignified dash to the cubicle next door. <laughs> As I continued my wee, safe in the knowledge of a well-stocked loo roll holder, I heard someone come in and go into the first cubicle. Here lies the crux of my quandary. Should I have warned the person about the lack of loo roll? 
The thought occurred to me. However, I panicked that in warning them, I would be revealing myself as having fallen into the trap and they would guess about my undignified little run between cubicles. Therefore, I employed the port protocol. The other person thankfully noticed before they started weighing and swapped to go to the third cubicle. I was able to wash my hands and leave before they came out so never had to reveal my identity. Since then, I felt some shame in that I would have let a potentially valued colleague experience inconvenience to save myself embarrassment. Did I do the right thing or is there any way I could have warned them without letting them know? (laughs) Also, is there a better way of dealing with a lack of loo roll in the first place or help appreciate it? So firstly, I think it's every man for himself or every person for themselves in the toilet. Mm -hmm. I I think no interaction. I think nobody wants to acknowledge the fact that we're all urinating and defecating. We're evacuating our bodies Mm. in the same space Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. proximity to other people. And you should be avoiding... I think... The the sink is... There's probably slightly different rules at the sinks, hand-washing area... But when you're in the toilet, if there's anything which involves you coming out of a cubicle and somebody else waiting to go in, no, no eye ca- contact, no, no, no interaction, no. even holding the door open for them feels mm, iffy. Too personal. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's an acknowledgement that they're about to go, so, oh, welcome in, mm. and that you've just been in there. Mm, mm. I think it's, it's uh, zero interaction zone. Has it happened to you before when someone's asked you to pass toilet paper under the cubicle? No, there's an episode of Seinfeld oh, about it's it. That's because you're yeah. not a girl. It happens yeah. a lot, especially yeah. um, of an evening. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And that's fine. I'll just, like, because it's so anonymous, all you're seeing is someone's hand and passing the paper. I don't actually mind that. I wouldn't do it myself. I wouldn't shout over the cubicle, say, you got any paper in there? I couldn't what would do you, that. What would you do in that situation? Yeah, drip dry. Shake like a dog? Drip dry. But, but does that involve, like, shaking like a dog does no. to get itself dry? <laughs> you should try it. <laughs> It really does. Does it not? Uh, like, if there's, if, 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 does that not work with labia? Like, you give a good please shake. Don't ever say that word again. <laughs> a good shake. No. Just okay, lost okay. at least 300 listeners. <laughs> no. That's not good. You just do a little, you know. Shake, what is that? Shake, That's more shake. of a shimmy than a shake, isn't it? Shimmy. Okay. It's Do not a little a shake, shimmy, it's a shimmy and hope for the best. You don't, like need to drag, because, like, how drag yourself along. Let's be honest. Like a like, dog. How... <laughs> On some carpet. <laughs> <laughs> it's there's not. It's like unless it's it's not pouring out of you at this stage. There just mm. might be a little bit of drippage. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know the drippage. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I know it well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so shake a little shimmy. Uh, pull up your. Uh, Pants, mm. go on your way. Panties, I think you oh say. Oh, my God. I did not. Oh, you've said, just so you know, you've said labia and panties now. That's yeah, disgusting. but you, you must admit that panties is a far more disgusting word. It was. It's a horrible, horrible word. It was. That's why I said it. It was. The other one is just... Um, Don't say it. Biological. Oh, right. I see. So, you know, it's, it's fine. Mm, mm. But uh, the other word is 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 a, a truly vile. awful word. Yeah, vile. I've realised that I pronounced the other thing in the American way because of my american wife did the lay yeah because she's always talking about her labia oh my god i wish she i was joking i'm right she is talking about it a lot i wonder if she's there's a there's a you know you've heard her talk about them i don't want to i feel uncomfortable mentioning it 
because it's her her story it's, to tell, and it's her labia to. I know, but I mean, chat about. They, they, they they're her labia, but they, this is uncomfortable. To but me. they belong to the world. I mean, she she has no boundaries when it comes to talking about okay. her own genitalia. I am uncomfortable right now. So she has got a story that. Just let me see. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. I think she's putting Jean to bed. Oh, okay. I wonder yeah, if we yeah. can get her on one time because there is a, there is a story. Let's let's do it as a cliffhanger for next week. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, is that solved? It involves a mother. Oh God! <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, we'll definitely have that for next week or the week after. If she's not. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she did so, the right thing. Port protocol. Yes. The other person just had to deal with it. You had to deal with it, Rosie. You had to deal with it. Like we've all had to deal with it. So the other person had to deal with it. Yeah. You're under no obligation yeah. to talk through a cubicle. It's fine. Port protocol. It's fine. What I am consistently amazed by hmm. is that I I have been now. Admittedly, I'm probably using less toilet paper than a lady. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, on, of your okay yeah, yeah, well, well, actually, yes, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, for, certainly for urination well, purposes, for wee, it, it yeah. rarely comes into, uh, okay. comes into play. Um, but even after nearly 50 years, the, 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 the lack of frequency with which I think to check that there's enough toilet paper there or any at all oh. before I begin my business. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, um, I wonder if there's some money to be made with some kind of signage to remind people to check. Oh, check the toilet. Yes, yeah. yeah. You know what? That's made me realise I, I do always check. That's great. I do always that check. That reflects very well on you as a person. Mm, I do always check. That's why I haven't got much sympathy for it. Uh... Because <laughs> it's not like I'm playing chicken. I'm not looking and thinking, yeah, I can uh, get away with that much on the roll. Yeah, mm. that's that's going to be fine. And then... Uh, it turns out I've over- underestimated how much I need. Mm. It's that it doesn't occur to me until the moment I think, right, I'll, I'll begin the uh, cleanup operation. Oh, there's no toilet paper. Uh, why don't I just think? Yeah, you should to do. check. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Try, try doing it. Mm. Tell you what, I'm thinking of getting um, a toilet roll holder that sits atop the toilet. That's like a knitted Welsh lady or something mm. like you used to see. Mm-hmm. Because our toilet paper is kept not with an arm's length of the loo, uh, so to get more, oh yeah, yeah, it, you have, you to, have to do the waddle. Yeah, the waddle. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely do that. Okay. Well, definitely. is that all solved? Yes, but I have to add that oh. Rosie has a fantastic story of a meek rebellion. But I'm going to save that for the. The emails next week. So that's another cliffhanger for next week. Great. Next yeah, week's yeah, yeah. podcast oh, it's, it's, it's going to be the one, it's isn't be it? the best one ever. It's sweeps week. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. Please send us your stories, uh, your um, suggestions for times you feel like an amateur. Um, what else did we ask for this week, Annabelle? You know what my memory's like. I know it was only 20 minutes ago or something, well, but it's think, all full out. I think I'm going to remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, multilingual oh, drifting, yeah, yeah, yeah. being out drifted, as well as your quandaries for Quandary Corner. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. 
Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rayleigh designed our artwork. And how else could I finish this week other than by saying, Ça c'est, c'est, de bol de penis. Fan. Podication time. And uh, we need some podications, don't we? Yes. If you want one, you can have one. Whenever whenever this happens, I think, is that it? Has everybody been podicated now? Mm, I do worry. Uh, yeah, Is it that the drifters are thinking, we just need to get through everybody being podicated mm. and then we don't have to have any more? <laughs> the podcast can just yeah. finish on that last bit. It does feel about that. I way. don't know. I'd miss them, but yeah. 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 Um, well, let's see. Let's see if any come in. Okay. There doesn't have to be there every week. No, true. You know what? You're right. Doesn't You're right. It doesn't have to be there every week. Yeah. That's so true. I mean, it's only taken us five years mm. to realise that. <laughs> uh, this comes from Claire, who says, Hi, Jeff. Hi, Annabelle. Hi, It's Claire from the rescue farm up in Scotland. I was wondering if I could rest, request a podication. This time around, it's not for a dead animal, RIP, or for my husband, Grant. We already know... I can only communicate in a loving way through yearly podications from yourself. He does listen, but adopted the port protocol and said nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) I think that reflects very well on your marriage. I love it. I love it. No, this time it's for my offshore pals, Livo and Lackey. After 11 years of working with these two, I finally said a tearful farewell to them in February due to our oil platform, coming to what is known as end of field life. We have now scattered throughout the North Sea, with myself now working off the Shetland Isles. I miss our laughs, our control room planking and yoga sessions, our love of the film Top Gun, our inappropriate night shift radio transmissions to each other. We used to do inappropriate night shift radio transmissions, didn't we? Oh, I see. What with the Jeff show? Yeah, Yeah, I guess you could call it that. (laughs) Um, But mostly I... Just miss going to work with them. An oil rig can be a lonely place, but those two became my family, my brothers. I couldn't say goodbye to them when we stepped off the helicopter for the last time. Oh. It was just a farewell, and with the soundtrack of Vera Lynn in my head, we'll meet again. We are all on new shifts now, but I want to podicate this to sea shift, our shift, and there will never be another like it. Of course, we don't show our feelings, we are North Sea Tigers, but I love them both to bits. Lots of love, Claire. Hmm. I've not thought about, you know, what happens at the end of an oil rig's, what did she say, field life? No, nor would I. I mean, Sad. Yeah. I think of an oil rig maybe as somewhere you serve your time, mm. like being in the army, and <laughs> yeah. then you'd... You you struggle to adjust to life as a landlubber, mm. but not like a disbanding. No. You'll always be bound together by that rig. You will, you will. I hope you weren't watching the film Top Gun on that oil rig. I've not seen Top Gun, so I don't get that. No, I've never, no, no, right. I've never seen it, but um, it says at the beginning of the oh, videos yeah, that you shouldn't show them on oil rigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does, it, does it still say that? Oh, Wait a minute, does this email mention Top Gun? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Seems oddly <laughs> vindictive towards people on oil rigs, doesn't, doesn't it? it? That, why? Yeah, film companies. You can't watch this on an oil rig. Mm. I wonder why that was. Maybe the film companies were making big money out of licensing films to rigs. Maybe, yeah. Mm. We need to know more, I think. We do. <laughs> oh, you're right. No, no, right. Me. I don't think it's for me, life on an oil rig. No. I like the I like the sea. I know she's a cruel mistress, but um I think sort of, even though the sea shift they sound like a, a fine band of individuals. I don't think I could be with uh cooped up with other people like that. I don't think you'd like the push ups. Was it push ups or Oh the planking, yeah. That wouldn't be for you. Would there you? are a number of things that wouldn't be for me actually. No, that's one of them. Yeah. This might be a terrible stereotype, but I always assume that you must have to be hardy in some way or hardened to be on on an oil ring. I think we all assume that. Mm. And, you know, obviously Claire's got some some issues with communicating feelings, (laughs) which are admirable for a drifter, but maybe that's all part of that. that Maybe it would suit us being on a rig. I think we need to know more. Maybe Claire can tell us. Mm. Do you remember when I used to, I'm sure we've mentioned this before, Claire, but I used to really um, strongly encourage Annabelle to, mm. to go and provide some entertainment for what I was envisaging as a predominantly um, male mm. population on an oil rig. I never really thought it was a thing. Like, had you ever heard this being a thing? It's not like, I, th- I think you somehow you had, it had to be some kind of forces sweetheart turning up. Yes. Like, the, but I don't, think, I don't think that happens on oil rigs. It should. It should. Should we should it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it should. I don't know. Anyway, mm. that was a good question, though, Claire. Did, did, was entertainment ever provided? Yes, by by people by, like by me. Shell or what? Yeah, did, did Shell like bus in a? <laughs> I don't know, bus in a hula hooper or something. Nell McAndrews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did I add an unnecessary muck then? Was it just I, Nell Andrews? I think it was the. I think it was the. I think. I, I thought she was Nell McAndrew, yeah, but was, I think yeah. the, the S was... Um, oh, I see. That was the addition. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, where you pulled that name from. <laughs> I don't know. It was really impressive. Oh, I don't know. Um, well, C-Shift, we salute you. Claire, Livo, and Lackey. And um, you'll meet, you will meet again. Don't know where. No, might be on another rig, though. I'm supposed to go don't know where. So. <laughs> If you'd like a podication, we are very open to them at the moment, as it turns out. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.